God bless you and welcome to another episode of Not of This World. We made it to episode number four. I want to say thank you for all those who have been tuning in, listening to the podcast. I thank you. I appreciate you. Make sure you continue to share it. And um, just I appreciate everything that you guys have been doing these last few weeks. It's been amazing. Um, and I'm super excited again for this project. And um, today is a very special episode. I have a family member that's very dear to me. I love her very much. Um, super excited to what to hear what God has been doing in her life. Seems like she's so busy nowadays and she's involved in so many different projects. But I know that her strength comes from the Lord. And, you know, it's just it's amazing what she's what she's doing. She's currently in college. And um, I want to introduce her. Um, she's my cousin, Ana Valeria Mojica. Um so let's just get into it right now. Anna, how you doing? How you doing out there? Hello, everyone. Hello, out of this world family. We thank you. God bless you all. I've been doing great. Just been enjoying what God has been doing in my life and just seeing the fruit in our family. So, yeah, I've been doing great. Awesome. Awesome. So how's the college life? You're you're graduating this year. Are you excited for that or what? Yes, I'm extremely excited to see what God has been doing just testing just my trust in him seeing him just move in different ways and completely fully trusting in what he has for me in this next chapter but the college life has been great just enjoying these last couple moments at my time at UVF um, and spending it with people I love and continuing to do God's work and spreading his good news amen so I'm gonna ask you tell me something that you're gonna miss and tell me something that you're not going to miss. Ooh, I think you asked <laughs> that question knowing my one of my answers. I think I do. Uh, <laughs> one thing I will, I will miss um, is just the biblical community um, on a college campus. I know this world would like to bring down college campuses and talk about the partying and just things that would bring... Uh, you know young people down but on this campus it's just been an amazing experience to experience the love of god through people um through community and just spreading the gospel together um so i will miss that dearly the friends and the just family members that i made in christ um but something i won't miss is the food um i always go home with a with a hungry stomach for hispanic food so that's one thing i won't miss is the dining commons so what you're saying, you're, you're, you're done with the chicken nuggets, the, the, the mac and cheese. The, um, oh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That is so hilarious. Um, So talk to me about this upcoming trip that you got going on. It's a, I know it's very special for you. You're, it's close to your heart. It's um it's missionary work, which is right up your alley. It's right. I mean, it's it's in, it's in our blood. It's in our family. We we love missions. And you have a big event coming up. Please share with us what is it that you're involved in? Yes. Um, so I have the privilege and the honor in May to be traveling to Spain to work with an AG ministry called Project Rescue. Um, they have their site in Spain that I'll be working with for two weeks um, with other students and faculty from my school. Um, it is near and dear to our heart. Like, you know, our brother Dave said it is in our, you know, family line. We started off with our grandmother, who is a woman of God on fire for missions. Then we've seen it in our aunts and our pastor, 
um, so many people close to us and even in his own daughter that was able to go to Ecuador. Um, and we just love missions. And this mission trip is near and dear to my heart, working with women, working with children who have been sex trafficked and human trafficked um, into prostitution. So uh, the biggest work that we'll be doing is helping these women just feel the love of Christ, um, serving them, whether it's taking them out to a movie so they can feel pampered or just doing an activity with the children to show them who Jesus is and to trust in him. Um, we'll also be evangelizing in Spain um, because there's only at, like, at least 1% of people who believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ and his resurrection. So I'm so excited. We are on fire. We have been preparing, fasting, and, and in prayer for this trip and to see what God is going to do not only in Spain but in our team to demonstrate, you know, his for um his strength in us and this is perfect plan for us. I'm gonna tell you something and I need you to put me in the books. When you come back from that trip, I gotta get you back on the show and you gotta tell me how things went over there. Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, this is such a powerful movement and, and, you know, and this is something that we need to bring to the forefront. Not too many people talk about it. It's not in people's minds, but, you know, there's so much stuff happening in the world and and there there's so much need. There's so much need out there that us, if we have the resources, if we have the power, if we have the finances, if, if, we, if we are able to any way, shape or form, reach out and spread the love of God and reach those who are lost and help others and, and save them in, in these type of ministries and, and, and this uh, missionary work. Let's do it. Let's do it. And, and, and more importantly, bring awareness. Right, Anna? Yes, I, I truly believe in the power of Jesus and his healing and transformative power of the gospel. Amen. Um, I feel like there's people even around our corners that just need Jesus, whether it may not be to the extreme of human trafficking, but even abusive relationships, even unequally yoked relationships um, that can be putting people down and have them under spiritual bondage. And I think that's where our passion is found in, especially for people on fire for Christ and on fire for the Holy Spirit, understanding that just with the simple message that Jesus loves them and cares for them and he died for them, for them to understand that for the people around us, even in our jobs, even in where we may even get food, whether it's a McDonald's or a Chick-fil-A, they, everyone needs Jesus. And I truly think that we need like this next generation and this current generation to just step up and not be afraid. You know, I hold on to, to Joshua as a leader. Um, he's near and dear to my heart as a Bible character and Esther as well. And they both demonstrated standing up for for Jesus and for the gospel or even for God and what they believed in and just being courageous and stepping out of fear, but stepping out knowing that God will protect them and have them and that he has called them. So understanding that we have, we all have a calling and we all have a purpose for ministry, whether it's ministering to our own family members or ministering to people on other countries. I think God can use each and every single one of us. Amen. I mean, God said it himself, even before you were born, I knew your name. You know, I, I selected you to be a prophet to the nations. And, you know, that promise, you know, that's for us. Absolutely. We got to hold, hold tight to, to these promises. And um, you mentioned something about missions, you know, local missions. You know, 
more more than often we we we, we talk about missions and we are the first thing that comes to our mind you know is foreign countries and 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 traveling and being away from the family and just you know and that's true but also there's local missions you know there's missionary work right next door to your house there's missionary work right in your job right in your schools wherever you at there's local missions so just being mindful that that you know as soon as you step out the door that's your missionary camp that's your area to work at that's that's where god planted you in that location where it is that you're in the world he planted you for a purpose amen amen and with that with with that being said talking into missions you know we want to keep spreading the, the the gospel of Jesus Christ and spreading this word. We need to because the enemy has been working. And one of the things that the enemy has been doing is we know that he comes to steal, rob and, and, and kill. So we want to make sure that we bring awareness about when it comes to our joy. Mm. What is it that we put our joy like where does our joy come from is it materialistic things is it is it family is it friends is it is it uh work um what brings joy to my life right and that's why we do missionary work because some of these people haven't experienced joy in such a long time like they're they're, they're tied up in bondage and chains and this is how the enemies got them but so this is why it's so important for us to preach the gospel of jesus christ to the ends of the earth and i want to read this verse um and, and it's based on um john 15 11. this is jesus talking and he's talking to his disciples and he's saying these things i have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So I repeat, I repeat that one more time. Jesus is saying, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be in full. So Jesus wants us to have joy in our lives. He, but, but listen to this. He says, I have spoken this to you, that my joy, my joy, he wants to give us his joy, his joy, into our lives so that our joy may be in full so without the joy of jesus everything else whatever it is that you're focusing on to pull to draw your joy from everything else is is sinking sand amen anna what are you thinking amen so the first thing that came to mind when i saw this verse this it's crazy how god works in and he's so amazing and He's so intentional with his timing and just like the words that he's been giving. And the topic of joy has been the main topic that we've been talking about at Valley Forge during our time in chapel. And one of the biggest analogies that um, the speaker was able to make was happiness is different than joy. Absolutely. The joy of the Lord is so different than what we put our happiness in. And happiness is like one of those solo cups or those plastic cups that we have while our our joy is like a, a metal water bottle when it's put under pressure the plastic cup will break but that metal water bottle will hold firm and if we find our joy in christ in jesus we'll be firm under any circumstances any any trials or tribulation that we'll face will be held firm but if we have this unrealistic happiness or things of this world or materialistic things like that make us happy 
then it's just going to be crushed. So the joy of the Lord is so, it's so specific and it's so pure. And even in the passage, if you read John 15, it's talking about fruit and it gives the analogy or like the metaphor that Jesus is the true vine. And when he's talking about fruit, it even connects to where we talk about the fruit of the spirit. And it's, you know, God is so intentional with his word where he's showing that having his joy is so important that it's fruit of spending time with him. It's fruit of being in his presence and acknowledging who he is, you know? So you, you bring up a good point. Happiness and joy are not the same thing. And people, yeah. people need to understand that. Happiness and joy are not the ha- same thing. Happiness is an emotion, like Anna just finished uh, explaining. It's dependent on circumstances. So depending on what your circumstances is, that's what's going to drive your joy, right? your your happiness. You know? So if I'm having a great day, then, you know, I'm happy. Oh, so, somebody just cut me off or, you know, I didn't get the promotion or whatever the case may be. Your happiness is dictated on your circumstances. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. So when you're living and walking by the spirit, these are the fruits that you should be blossoming in your life. Joy being one of them. You know, so we got to make we got to understand that happiness and joy, we can't confuse them. We cannot confuse them. We talk about circumstances, right? The apostle Paul, he writes to the Philippians and he, he and he's telling them, "Hey, I want you to rejoice at all times. Always rejoice in the Lord." This is crazy to me because Paul is writing this while he's in jail. Mm-hmm. So he's writing this to the he's writing this to the church and say, "Hey, I want you guys to rejoice in the Lord. Always rejoice in the Lord in all time." So I'm over here scratching my head. I'm like, how is it possible? That a God is locked up in jail. I can only imagine the the conditions of the cell, you know, away from the family, away from his loved ones, you know, probably hasn't eaten in days. And he's writing these words of motivation to the church. I mean, talk about not being dependent on your circumstances, right, Anna? Mm -hmm. And even if you go deeper into that, I was able to look at, you know, commentary and a dictionary and the word joy is to delight and so the reason why he uses joy and he uses the word for rejoice and even going like past that the greek word of joy is interconnected with rejoice and grace and so all those things connect to each other where when jesus is speaking he understands that we are rejoicing because of him we have joy because of him we have grace because of him and we're exalting him in these things and that's why paul when you're talking about paul saying we rejoice in all times where it doesn't matter the circumstance jesus knew intentionally knowing that the word joy didn't have to come from any circumstance but it came from him a happiness comes through changes but joy is constant and it's and it's being content in who Jesus is and what he has done for us. And that's what Paul was reflecting on when he was in jail and he used the word rejoice because it's interchangeable in the Greek language. So I thought that was amazing. And it even goes down to saying that that Greek word, which is shara, is usually usually defined as grace recognized. So even Paul was able to recognize God's grace over his life, even when he was at the worst circumstance of his life. And just reflecting on the fact that we can rejoice and have this joy constantly. Like you said, being in, in the Holy Spirit and being 
being in our word, spending time with him, we could constantly have this joy and it, it's never ending. Amen. You know, now, now that we're talking about Paul and circumstances, you know, Paul, Paul says in, in that letter in the Philippians that he has, he has learned to be satisfied in any situation. He said that he's experiences the highs. He experienced the lows. He experienced, you know, being in an abundance and also poor. And in any situation where, and we see this in chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, he said that he has learned to be satisfied no matter the situation, knowing his fullness in Jesus Christ. Knowing the fullness that he has in Jesus Christ. He goes on and says that, you know, he feels that everything else, Everything else is like trash. Like all the laws that he used to abide, everything that he learned, everything else is trash compared to having the knowledge of Christ. So imagine the joy that this guy just can you imagine trying to like even think if we were even able to think like that, even like a percent like like Paul. Can you imagine that, Anna? Yeah. It's just it, it, it's just amazing. That Paul has this complete understanding of where his joy comes from, his his confidence, his trust. I mean, he does he he doesn't depend on anything to drive his joy. He doesn't let his circumstances steal his joy. You know, he doesn't let people steal his joy. How often, how often do we allow that to happen in our lives? You know, we, 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 we go to church and we, 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 we leave church on fire. It's, oh man, the service was fired today. It was crazy. You know, it was amazing. You, you're leaving your, with your cup full. And then as soon as you get home or as soon as you hit the light, you know, somebody cuts you off or you come home and there's a mess. Boom. That's the enemy trying to take away what you just finished experiencing. You know, yes. it, 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 it's a, it's a constant attack and Trust me, the devil is nonstop working. He's always scheming. He's always lurking. Like he's he's prowling like a lion, trying to steal and rob. So, one of the things, Anna, that we gotta do, we gotta protect our joy. Amen. What's your take on that? I think when it comes to protecting our joy, uh, as you were talking, the verse in Matthew came came to mind for where it says, "For where your treasure is." there your heart will be yes and we have to understand where where is our treasure where is our heart we have to start to recognize that because if it isn't christ those little inconveniences that the devil tries to steal our joy won't won't work you know it's like you know using a toothpick to try to like hurt someone compared to a knife in what way are we weighing those things out like those, our situations our circumstances are we viewing the cup as half empty or half full and it's that mindset and how how can we change our mindset how can we allow the lord to change our heart and it's by being in his word you know he talks about again it talks about being fully covered in the armor armor of christ and we need to guard our heart truly because that's where the enemy tries to attack he tries to attack our hearts and our emotions and that's why you know the word says like our heart is deceitful but we have to know like know that christ is for us we have to know that our joy comes from him that the the joy of the lord is our strength and so when we feel those days where we feel weak where we feel the enemy attacking us we can understand oh but the lord's joy is our strength that's where we can find our strength to keep pushing to continue to have joy and for that joy to not only hold it within us because 
we could have an abundant amount of joy, but we're called to give it to other people. And when they see that, when they see that someone cut us off and we're laughing and we're still okay, or when, you know, we may not have the best day where we spilled our coffee, that other people around us can see like, oh, like they're perfectly fine. And it's because that joy is constant, that it's so divine that it's not even explainable. And the only reason that we have it is through Christ. Amen. Amen. And that's why we... That's why we need to maintain our focus. We need to maintain, have an eternal perspective on life. You know, we can't conform our, our thoughts and, and our conduct to the way the world conducts. You know, because the, the world, again, the world focuses on their circumstances, on the actual circumstances. We, we got to focus on God's promises. We got to focus, like Anna said, in God's word. That's what needs to be driving us. That's what needs to be motivating us every day, you know, because if we're not, if, if we don't do this on a day-to-day -day basis, we can bit by bit get influenced by the world and bit by bit start thinking like the world. And then bit by bit is no longer our joy in Christ, but it's our joy in our circumstances. And that's why we got to be very, very careful, you know, um, one thing that I want to talk about also is what's the opposite of joy is fear. And that's yeah. what, and, and, and that's what the enemy wants to deposit in a Christian's life. You know, the fear of was the resurrection, what, what, what was the crucifixion enough? What Jesus was Jesus uh, sacrifice enough. He puts these doubts, you know, what's going to happen in the afterlife. You know, um, if you start getting sick, here again, if we if we base our focus on on our circumstances, then we're opening the door for fear to come in, and we all know that if you start tolerating fear, you start contaminating your faith, and that's exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants to contaminate your faith. Once your faith is contaminated, you slowly, bit by bit, you start forgetting what the joy in Christ really is. Amen. Amen. Anna, what you thinking? I was um, thinking about the verse where it talks about that there is no fear in love. And if you go again, the word the word of the Lord is so beautiful and how it just all connects to one another. And um, in the verses above, um, the verse that we just read in verse 11, it talks about in verse 9, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. And he knows that if we remain in his love and if we remain in his joy, because he's saying that the things that he has spoken onto us gives us joy. He's talking about that love. He's talking about that fruit. He's talking about that love that is also, again, a fruit of a part of the fruit of the spirit. And he's saying that if you remain there, fear cannot be there. And if, once we start creeping in or letting the things of this world affect our mindset affect our heart that's where fear can come in but where love is where joy is where anything where the where the lord dwells that's where he protects us and outside of that you know he's not a part of this world because we are even we're out like this podcast is out of this world we're not even from this world we're aliens of this world but we're here to do our job to bring the gospel to bring to bring the good good news to people so they could even understand this word and have this joy in the word of god so yeah without without having the love the joy the fruit of the spirit of god you know we can't cast out fear because then we'll fear will overcome our lives and 
will continue to be bound like you were saying earlier like paul in jail like we'll be spiritually bound by these things that are holding us down from what god is calling us to do that's it that's it you know we we, we keep we keep talking about the fruit of the spirit walking in the spirit you know being in the spirit you know so it, it says the bible says that you know everything about the spirit is life and then everything about the flesh is all death you know so protecting our joy not letting the the door of fear opening up knowing where our joy comes from bible is clearly states that the joy in the lord is my strength the lord the joy in the lord is my strength and if we rely on this if we declare this over our lives or, or over our families you know we 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 we're, we're going to be we're going to be we're going to be firm houses when the storm comes when the storm comes because the storms are going to come the winds are going to be blowing but again when they do we're going to be on a solid rock. Nothing's going to shake us. Nothing's going to steal our joy because we know where our joy comes from. And that's from Jesus. That's from Jesus. And also, too, you know, again, not of this world podcast. We're not of this world. Just like I finished explaining, you know, we're foreigners. We're, we're, we're aliens to this planet. So what does that mean? If we're not from this planet, you know, there's going to come a time that we're going to go to our home where we belong. With our savior, with our, with our savior Jesus Christ, so we're gonna be heading back home to Him. So, talking about joy, what more greater joy can we have than the hope that we have in the second coming of Christ, Jesus coming back for His church, coming back for His bride? These are the things that we gotta be focusing on, and when we do, when we focus on this hope, then. That should give us an urge. That should give us the motivation and the concern for those who are lost and don't have this hope, who don't have this joy. It's like what the Bible says. Nobody turns on the light and puts it underneath the table. No, you take that light and you put it up on top of the table so the whole room can light up. So we have to shine our light. People, people got to see the joy in us. We can't be walking around like the world walks around. We can't be looking like the world looks, you know, because then we're not going to stand out of the crowd. We need to stand out. Something about us needs to attract people to us, you know? So when you're going through trials and tribulations, when you're going through a tough time and you're joyful and people see that, we've been talking about peace. We've been talking about our minds. Now we're talking about our joy. When people see this in us, they got no other choice but to ask you, hey, Anna, how is it possible that you're calm, cool, collective, and you got this joy, but I know you're going through something. I know you're going through something. So how is it even possible? Anna, what's your take? I just think that, like you said, it's our time. It's our time to not allow the enemy to fear. And, it, and once we start feeling that fear, we, you know, we call it out, we point it out, we we do, as the pastor says, a self-examination. We we look at ourselves and say, hey, like, there's fear in here. There's doubts. There's, you know, there's anger. There's frustration. The opposite of the fruit of the spirit. What can we do? How can we guard ourselves? Or how can we get back on track? Because, you know, we're always being looked at. You know, once we identify as someone who has accepted Jesus Christ of his resurrection, his death, his salvation, that he 
his blood over our lives once we accept that people are looking and they they want to know why they want to know why we go to church they want to know why we read our word they want to know why we sing and we stop being a part of this world and you know identify as people who are aren't from this world and so that's when we truly have to dig deeper we truly have to you know be on alert we truly have to be connected with the holy spirit to identify these areas to be in prayer to be in fasting to ask the lord you know protect protect our hearts protect our minds give us that joy that only comes from you because we want to be like you said we want to be eager you know we want to be eager to going back to missions going to spread the gospel because that's that's the great commission if we talk about mission the great commission is go and make disciples and how do we make disciples we go out and preach the gospel we show them what the true love is we show them what the true word is that we show them the living water that will never make them thirst again so I think to when we reflect on our joy, when we reflect on our peace in our minds, we, we do a self-examination of God. Where can I grow? And none of us are perfect. There's still times where we may struggle with having joy and we rely on our circumstances, whether it could be so small as we wanted, you know, an ice cream compared to we may have lost an opportunity to do something or we got rejected, you know. Where, where in those areas can God be? God be shown brighter where in that area can we grow stronger in him amen and you know and one, one thing that came to mind while you were speaking is that you know we in order for us to maintain that sense of urgency in these last times in order for us to maintain our focus and, and think about the things that God thinks about and worry about the things that God worries about in order for do to do these things and have the joy that Jesus wants us to have. That's his joy. We got to keep feeding our spiritual fire. We got to keep feeding our whole, the Holy spirit that dwells in us. You know, we have to feed the fire. And unfortunately I feel that, you know, some of us, have stopped feeding that fire some of us have stopped feeding that fire and that's the consequences that we what that happens when you stop feeding your spiritual fire is you forget the joy of christ you forget to have you you don't have this peace anymore that you want you once have you don't have this joy that you once have you know you don't have this concern for your lost brother that you once have because you've you stopped feeding your spiritual fire and that's why it's so key you know jesus says these things i have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full like anna said he's talking about the vine and the branches as the branches dependent on the vine so are we dependent on jesus the vine produces the fruit and the branches bear the fruit so if we're not connected to the vine we won't be able to produce the fruit we got to stay connected to the vine. We got to stay connected to the vine and feed our spiritual our spiritual fire. As we remain in communion with the Lord, we will grow with him. His flow his life will flow through us. His joy will flow through us. But we have to keep feeding our fire. We got to protect our joy. We got to understand where our joy comes from. And we and, and we do this by having a deep, intimate relationship with Jesus. Having a deep, intimate relationship with Jesus. Um, Anna, do you have do you have um a secret place? Yes. 
Yes, I do. My room. The secret place where you can close the door and you can have a one-on-one encounter with God. You, you can open up to him, open up your heart. And, and me personally, I, I'm going to share my secret place. And I, I think I already shared this already, but I got a few. I ain't going to lie. I got a few. One of them is, is the shower. Um, second, my drive to work every morning. I got about a 25-minute commute. In that 25-minute commute, both both ways, those are one of my secret places because one, I'm by myself. I'm completely. Uh, I'm, I I got my windows up and I can tune in to to the spirit via music or you know I can be listening to a sermon. And and sometimes on the ride back, no lie, I have a quiet ride. I don't have anything playing, and I can still feel like I'm being ministered to. Anna, what's your take? Yeah, I think. My biggest thing when it comes to being or having an intimate relationship with Jesus, I put it in this in this context for people to understand when whether they're new believers or they haven't spent time with the Lord. I see it as as a friend, you know, um, would you rather have a friend that you talk to once every every year or every couple of months or would you rather have a friend that you talk to at least once a day, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour where you get to catch up, where you get to you know, get reminded of their character, that you get to hear their insights of their day and get to know who they are. And, and that's how our walk with Jesus is. You you know, Jesus doesn't want someone, you know, and, and his grace is so so sufficient enough that it covers, when, you know, when we haven't spent time with him, he understands. But he, what he truly wants, like like this passage, passage says so many times, to remain in him, to spend time with him. And so he wants that relationship where we, we seek him daily. And, and I truly agree. There's times where it'll be in my room, especially being alone at college. My first couple of years, I had to I had to understand that that was my secret place where Jesus saw me at. You know, the first couple of years weren't easy. I, I missed home. It's a four to five hour commute. And I, I was lonely at times. And that's where he met me. He met me there. He's met me in my car where I blast worship music. Or like you said, there's times where I just sit in silence and I can audibly just hear him or just at least feel him, feel feel him through his word. Because as we read, read the word, we hear him. We hear what he's speaking to us, even if it's just a simple verse. We can we can feel him. We get to know his character, and that's so beautiful, you know. No, absolutely, and that's why it, it's very important that you feed your spiritual fire. You keep your fire active at all times, no matter the circumstances, because our joy doesn't depend on our, on our circumstances. Um, keep feeding your fire. Um, when we do this, I mean, when we when we keep in tune with the spirit and we had these intimate moments with the lord you know again we talked about having our, our internal perspective you know we we can rejoice in everything that we do i mean you will find joy when when, when you are tuned in with the holy spirit and living for christ full-blown you know any little thing that you do you will find joy serving others helping others giving to others you will find joy joy in this it, it, and it's it, it's amazing because you know because knowing that you're doing God's will that alone will bring a whole level of different joy that you can't you will not be able to experience this in the world there's nothing in the world that you can do that you can explore that you can chase after that will give you this abundant joy that's only found in Jesus Christ it's a, it's a complete joy it's a complete joy 
And, and and that's why we have to keep protecting our joy, knowing where our joy comes from, staying in tune with the spirit, feeding our spiritual fire, having intimate moments with our Lord, being edified through prayer, reading his word, serving others, loving others. This is where you're going to find true, authentic, full joy. Anna, anything else to add? No, I, I just encourage people who are listening or who will listen to, you know, me me and Dave have, like I, like we've said, we're family. We've experienced life together. And we've, we've seen the Lord put his hand over our lives. And, you know, we, we explain that one of the characteristics of God is that he's so sovereign. He's in control. And there's times where we've, we've both gone through trials and tribulations. But the, the miracles and signs and wonders that we've seen the Lord gone through or even doors that he's closed or even open that we've seen God's hand move that's where we find joy knowing that we have a protector knowing that we have a savior knowing that we have someone who's in control but who truly and deeply loves us is so it's so amazing and we encourage you we encourage you to spend time like our brother Dave says spend time in your words spend time in prayer spend time in community um spending time with brothers and sisters it's like this you know this the simple podcast ministry is gonna bring people closer together and you know even doing ministry with one another just praying for one another that's what it's all about you know Jesus says love me the Lord your God and love love your brother and sister you know love one another and so I encourage you just spend time in your words spend time in prayer um fasting um and just just get to know who Jesus is and truly understand and take part in his joy that he has for you amen amen I mean this is this is such such an important topic to talk about um and again you know I I appreciate Anna being being part of the show today I know that she she has a very busy schedule, um, so I, I appreciate you, Anna. I love you dearly, and I can't wait to see what God has in store for you next. Um, it's just it's it's so amazing how God is working, and you know it's it's up to us to keep broadcasting that, you know, because we can easily get consumed with all the negativity that's happening in the world. We can get easily get consumed with all the news and all the media and, and just everything that's, that's surrounding and all the darkness, but it is our responsibility to shine the light. It is our responsibility to tell people what God has been doing, what God is doing and what God is going to do. We have to, it is our job, our responsibility to let the world know. Amen. And, um, and talking about that, and we're going to be closing out very quickly here. You know, we, last week we, we touched base a little bit about it. We talked, we talked about, um, revivals happening throughout the States. And, um, I heard another podcast, my presbyter, Michael Reyes, he was talking and he brought such an excellent point in his podcast. And I want to share with, with, with our audience he said, and Anna, I want to get your feedback. He, in his podcast, the, our presbyter said, you know, this is amazing what God is doing in these universities and, and, and these other schools and these churches. It's amazing what God is doing. And we pray for this. This is exactly what we wanted. We wanted this revival. We, we wanted this fresh outpouring of the spirit, you know, this fresh movement of the spirit. But you know what he said? He says, but I want to see it in my community. I want to see it happening in my church. I want to see it happening in my school, you know, and, and he says, he says, but 
He said, but he asked a question. But are we ready for it? Do we want it? Is our hearts, our posture in the right location, like in the right posture? Do we really yearn and really want a revival? You know, and it's such a great question. And it's it brings awareness. Do we want this? Are we ready for this? Anna, what's your take? Um, I, a couple weeks ago, actually, at UVF, we had a time of prayer and of worship for 14 hours straight. And we were able to see, like, the just the healing power of God, whether it was spiritual, emotional, or physical bondage, um, whether it was through injuries. We were able to see people healed, restored, and just the Lord ministering to us. And the biggest thing that we realized after um, that ended was, you know, a revival is not just you know, seeing it, whether it's on social media or anything like that, but it's truly wanting Jesus more than anything. And as we're praying, as we want, you know, to see this across our nation, as we want to see this across the world of people being restored and time of worship, prayer, nonstop, where there's this unbelievable fire. It's what are we seeking? What are we wanting? You know, because some people's intentions, like you said, a heart posture, are we, are our hearts postured before, you know, this idea of, posting it or self-gratification that they were able to let that spirit move or are we seeking jesus are we seeking his beauty are we understanding that if we want revival if we want to see growth if we want to see change in this world it has to be in our own of seeking him because he's the only one you know through the, the our triune god we we could only see the manifestation of a revival happen of renewal and that's what revival means of renewal you know he's here he's present he's you know omnipresent where he's always with us but it's a longing in a community setting of hey we want renewal god we want you to do a, a fresh within us you know you can use the same things as the old testament new testament the things you've done before the things you're doing now or future tense to god whatever you want we want it for us and we want it to be about you where it's not about the lights or cameras where it's not about you know who's gonna get you know money or anything like that or anything that will benefit us but god we want to feel your presence we, we long for that and that's so beautiful and i wish more people can want a revival not in a sense of whether it's you know publicized or you know gratifying others or you know wanting to showcase it but revival of renewal personally where the lord is ministering to you in a group setting where you see brothers and sisters of christ you know getting healed getting restored that the lord is speaking to them that the lord is you know using divine love where people are apologizing to each other in the church where people who may have not even talked to each other pray for each other uplift each other and i think that's what's so beautiful about what God is doing in these revivals where he's bringing up leaders that, you know, things that the enemy wanted to use to destroy people, you know, they're being cast out in the name of Jesus because his name is so powerful and that's what can bring us revival. What the, what the enemy meant for evil, God uses it for good. And, abso and absolutely, if we want revival, we got to understand and make sure that the motives behind it are the correct motives. If we're motivated by the love of Christ, if we're motivated because we want to share the gospel, if we're motivated because we want to advance the kingdom of God, if we're motivated because we we yearn for that second coming of Christ, then we will see revival. And again, it's all based on what is your heart posture. And revival can start with you. It can start with one person. 
but it's all about the right motives. Are you doing it out of love? Are you doing it for the right reasons? Are you seeking it for the right reasons? Amen. Brothers and sisters, it's the end of the show. I want to thank my cousin, Anna. It's been amazing, Anna. Again, such a blessing to have you. I've, I've been edified just talking to you and listening to you. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. Um, anything before you break away? Any shout outs? Shout out to my family who I miss dearly that I know that without their prayers, without without you guys, with my, my church family and my real family, without your prayers, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at that truly believed in God's power and God's transformative work in my life. And even in David's life, we, we both, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll talk about in the podcast our, our testimonies where the Lord has just done his work and showed us where, where we're called to and just use us to edify one another. But without those praying mothers, those praying aunts, those praying, those praying grandmothers, pastors, you know, all those people in our lives that truly love us. I just want to give a shout out to all you, meaning my mom, my dad, my grandmother, everyone else, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. I love you all. I miss you all. God bless. Amen. There have been uh, many, many prayers for sure. And I'm sure many, many headaches for me. <laughs> but uh, yes, ab absolutely. I love her very much. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. God bless. Remember, your joy is not of this world because you are not of this world. Take care.